Welcome to this week's Progress with the Unity podcast, and uh, we'll have a quick run round the table to see who we've got in the studio tonight. We've got Adam, how are you doing Adam? Very well, thank you. Excellent. Hey, Adam, how are you doing Adam? You alright? Very good. Uh, si? Barrett. Paul? Alright. And we've got a guest in, all the way from Bristol, up the uh, M5. Yeah, Ed. Ed, Ed, the gas man. Ed, the gas man, yeah. He's been reading my meter this afternoon. Uh, we've done, <laughs> struck a deal. So we're here this evening to talk all things the Rovers with us. So we'll, we'll come to that later. Um, obviously, there's, uh, you probably, regular listeners will probably understand there's uh, a name missing this evening. Gareth. We don't know where he is. So anybody heard where Gareth is? It's a new game show, Where's Gareth? Was Gareth? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a book. It's got a blue and white strappy jumper on. Oh, they brought out a book as well. And a Reading cap. No. So <laughs> I don't know where he'll be with that. He'll, he'll be somewhere. I thought Shuri said he was uh, going to a wedding last Thursday. That was it. Perhaps it was a big wedding. A long wedding. Yeah. Still long over. Anyway, so Adam has uh, said he'll stand in for the for the, the G man again and do the stats for us. So, uh, what we're going to start off with this evening, we're going to look back at Shrewsbury, we've got a fans forum report, we're going to uh, spend a bit of time looking at last night's fantastic results away at Charlton Athletic, uh, we've got size 90 second league one update coming up, we've got the Bristol Rovers uh, preview with Ed the Gasman giving us a lowdown on the Rovers. And we've got predictions and ticks predicts. And if we've enough time at the end, we'll have a quick look at the Northampton game on Tuesday as well. So that's two home games at the GW coming up in the space of five days. Is that right? Four days? Good maths. Whatever it is, they're, co- they're coming pretty quick. All right, let's get straight on with it. Shrewsbury away with big predictions last week. We were going to go down there. We were going to stuff them. And we were going to uh, uh, go to the top of the league. Give us them stats there. Adam Gareth. Stats, stats by Adam, in nowhere to be confused with stats by Gareth. Okay, so uh, possession, Shrewsbury 48%, Latics 52%. Attempts, Shrewsbury 9, Latics 12. On target, both teams had 4. Shrewsbury had 5 corners, Latics had 3. Shrewsbury committed 20 fouls, Latics 16. 3 yellows apiece, Shrewsbury nil. Um, Latics won in terms of red cards, but unfortunately it was goals. Shrewsbury won, Latics nil, zero points for the first time this season. Mm. So uh, a little bit of a shock to, to some of us, but the first thing I'm going to ask is, did anybody call at the truck stop? No, he were busy. He were a bit too busy. Really? I thought of you, Barry's or driving past. I was gutted that I couldn't make that. You didn't miss much though, That's a poor excuse, isn't it? It's too busy. I'd have queued up. I'm not wait. I was on, I left late. Oh, there you go. Only half eight fun bus. Right, so come on, give us a load on the game then. I couldn't make it. Adam, Simon. I was in Prague. Yeah, I know you were in Prague. But there's two Adams here tonight, Adam. Surprised we didn't have two sending offs. Yeah. Sam Horsey. What to his usual aggravated self? They deserve the win. There's what I don't. Even, what more you can say? I saw a tweet on. on uh, um, I mean, it's going to bring in last uh, Tuesday night's results as well. Uh, I saw a tweet. What somebody put out, and it, we went to Shrewsbury thinking we were champions, and we played 
at Chelsea and like champions. And, uh, I, I think we needed to lose. Yeah. yeah. I feel like now the players. Reality check. Yeah. Now the players realise, okay, we can't just turn up. And you can you, you can have that mentality anyway, but it's until you actually experience it. And that's I think it could be a, a good thing for us in the long term because it could set us onto a winning streak of God knows how many. Just because we don't, the players know what they need to do and how they need to approach a game. I don't think we had the right mindset or the right energy to go at it. I think Shrewsbury sort of caught the players off guard and they weren't as up for it as they were. Yeah. Well, they're doing well. They've made a great start to this this current season, but they're still yeah, possibly it, one of the favourites to get in, relegated. In, com- in comparison to our team, man for man, we have them on every position in the pitch. It's just they wanted it more. It yeah. felt like um, we didn't do enough to break them down. Um, it felt like the the game plan was more suited to the way the game was going because they sort of made it hard for us. They didn't really give us much space to sort of create anything. Um, it forced us to go long a lot to Tony, and that didn't. You could tell the players weren't used to playing sort of that way. But and they, to, to credit to Shrewsbury, they, they made us play that way and mm. limited us to, I think, zero clear-cut chances. Physical team. Um, yeah, it's what you expect from a home team who are on this run of form, and mm-hmm. you've got to be with the. They've not got the strongest squad, so you've got to have that physicality, that don't you, and just make it hard for teams. Um, so yeah, it was so frustrating because it felt like we weren't we didn't do anything. We were waiting for that goal to come, thinking we're, we're not going to lose this. Cause that's what we were all thinking. Just it'll come soon, it'll come soon, and then it, it, time went on, and we realised we just weren't good enough on the day. Managerial uh, sense, did the manager have his tactics right? Do you think? Um, I think so. Yeah, he. Yeah. It was. I feel like the, the can't be too harsh on Cup because I feel like the players sort of let themselves down a little bit. And really, whatever tactics you have with our team, you should still be sort of head and shoulders above them. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was a frustrating day, but. I think it was summed up really with what went on after the final whistle with yeah. Colclough, how frustrating it was, because I think everyone comes away knowing that we could have done a hell of a lot better. Um, but like Adam said, I completely agree, and it's something we say on the way back is it's a wake up call mm-hmm. to know that we're not able to turn up to games and just do what we want. There are te- teams want to beat us. In the, the day, you come down from the league above, you're there to be shot at. Um, it's a difficult league, you know. Our third red card as well this season, and yeah. we're still in nappy stages, aren't we? Yeah. Um, you know, and other teams finding it difficult. Portsmouth, you know, they've won this league. Yeah. Beginning of August. Is, yeah, yeah. July they've won it, haven't they? Yeah. Sam Brett Pittman they've won it. They're getting beat by Northampton and things like that. So it's you know it's difficult. I'm glad we've had that wake up call because the, it's bounce back ability. You know that's that's the yeah. way that's banded around. And look what happened last night. Yeah, no spoilers. Uh, just before we, we do move on, Ed, uh, the manager of Shrewsbury, whose name I can't think Paul of, Hurst. Paul Hurst, whose name is Paul Hurst, yeah. uh, he's known to you, isn't he, a little bit? Yeah, well, he, he's, I think he did his training with um, Daryl Clark, so they do know each other. Mm-hmm. And when we got promoted from the conference, we beat Grimsby in the, in the final on penalties. So they kind of uh, we had a rivalry throughout that season. Yeah. Um, and then he moved to. Moved to Shrewsbury. No, he was. I think that was directly 
to Shrewsbury, wouldn't it? And then he's done a good job there as well. So. Yeah. So what they're saying about how Shrewsbury slightly physical, but is that the sort of football that he plays? Um, I think so. Yeah, I think Grimsby were well when we played them in the conference. There was we were nothing between us really. Yeah. I think the, all the games that season. I think there was one goal in the two league games, a nil nil and a one nil. I think, and then the playoff final was was a very tight match. So uh, going off that, I mean, obviously, I don't know what he's, if he's changed since then, but. Um, He's obviously he's a good manager for getting his teams organised and stuff, and he did well at Grimsby. He was doing pretty well at Grimsby. They've kind of gone downhill since he left. So yeah, so so I mean, this flash in the pan might not. What I mean is, it might not be a flash in the pan. They might be able to sustain something. I'd love to see Shrewsbury over there because it's nice to see a smaller club. Of course, well, but it's yeah. not taking points. It's a nice ground as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's a yeah. cracking little club. Yeah, but just up like set up. I remember going to the. Have you been, anyone been to the old ground the, next to the river? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's a nice state. Bit, yeah. bit of a mess, but, but it's, 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 it's coming on, and you know, if they're second in May, we'll be top. Yeah. Before you leave the topic, a couple of interesting observations I've seen. Um, the particular website called Experimental Three Six One that do publish a like a not a report on the match, but a statistical analysis on the match, and they basically add us on top. Um, in terms of each, in terms of chance creation and the quality of the chances, um, is that overall when you when you aggregate them all together, um, even a game where we're kicking ourselves, we were on top in that. And you know, you look at the other five games of the season, we've been well on top in terms of chances and quality of chances. It was interesting that when we've played really badly. Uh, and a sort of independent statistical analysis puts it at far more even than, than, mm. than we would believe. Mm. Maybe it's just for comparing it to our pre- previous yeah. games, really. Yeah. Well, that's Setting it. high standards. We have it? set high standards. Yeah. Um, and you're always disappointed when you lose anyway, aren't you? Yeah, Actually, of course, yeah, of course so. Yeah. So. Um, And then the, the only other thing, that comment I've got from Saturday, is that um, I think Michael Jacobs makes a better co commentator than Shade Uncle does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'll just leave that there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the good thing about that is he's, uh, his suspension's up now, isn't it? So <laughs> he'll be on back on bench. Yeah, he'll be off the commentators. Uh, he'll st- I yeah. hope he starts. He's, uh, Bruce, probably, I know he's not much game time, so I'm not going to come in and criticise him too much, but he was a little, for me, a little bit weak. A yeah. um, few passes were a bit. Yeah. Suspect. Okay. But you, you you could do to nail your centre half partnership down, couldn't you? And just get yeah. pin your colours to the mass, get two in that are going to sit together, you know, or basically you said who plays with Dan Burton, don't you? Yeah. And then go from there. See, Shay Dunkley makes me happy at centre half. Excellent. Right, okay, move on. Fans Forum. Uh, the best thing to come out of the Fans Forum? Free Heineken. Free Anakin. Oh, yeah. I mean, did you manage to get one? I only managed to get one. Oh, I had two tickets there as well. Well, three if I'd taken your. I had two, so you could have had two. Oh, I'd have been steaming. You'd have been, yeah, rolling. Yeah, I'd, um, I'd have had a couple of tickets, got my drains clean. <laughs> I uh, think what you're after is yeah. the. Uh, the tweet, not the tweet, the message. For Peter Stevenson. Yes. Oh, God. So, <laughs> so I mean, the format of the evening is you, you can ask your questions, but you've got to, got to write them on a piece of paper. So they screen them. So that you sort of get screened. And then Peter Stevenson, the Sky Sports reporter, reads them out on stage to Jonathan Jackson or David Sharp or Paul Cook, whoever they're directing at. So there was 
Sarah from Wigan, uh, Adam from Stanley Slowgrain, etc. Wants to know, blah blah blah, etc. etc. So, so what was this this one? What uh, it was the, the um, one that took the biscuit. It was about student season tickets, wasn't it, and student ticket prices yeah. and stuff like that from. Uh, I think it's Platt Bridge, um, a Dixie, Dixie Normus. <laughs> and the best thing was, you know, you see like Paul Cook, Jonathan Jackson, and Sharpie just break down and laugh. Like, <laughs> I think Paul Cook's face just sums it all <laughs> up, and Pete Stevenson just. Dawn's on him, yeah. 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 Uh, he's been that online and because he's actually tried pronouncing the name as well pretty clearly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, it was, um, you know what though, it was, it was an alright night, it, yeah. obviously there's not a lot, people wanted some in detail questions and they're not going to give you answers on transfer targets and... No, well there was something that came out wasn't there? Yeah. About Gilbert. Yeah, there's um, a nice little sell-on, because they reckon he's going to go on to bigger and better things and they've just been honest and said he didn't fit into the plans mm-hmm. and he's not going to get game time. Said he was a box-to-box midfielder and we didn't play it. Yeah. But we don't, we only played two, si- two sisters. Yeah, so, uh, one thing was mentioned about corners and us not leaving someone up mm-hmm. um, and I think this was highlighted yesterday in the game um, that it looks very negative and defensive that we're not leaving anyone up but really we're showing an attacking kind of mentality to break from that uh, situation and I think it was shown yesterday when Jamie Jones uh, collected a corner and distributed straight to Jacobs who made an attack um, didn't come to anything but you know it was very quick out and yeah. so there's some cool little insights there because I know we do get slated for bringing everyone back not leaving a man up and, and stuff like that but it's nice to know the tactical kind of yeah, uh, side yeah. to it yeah. um, just because at least we're stuck on halfway line doesn't mean anything at all well, if, it, if it's a donkey it's not going anywhere is it it's a bit simple and you can't you can't see both sides of it yeah. doesn't it yeah. um, but you know if, if you if you break out with blistering pace the fact that you've left everybody back means there's less people covering mm-hmm. you know, and you've got more space to exploit that pace you remember back to Zulta Wars when they played us down here in the uh, Europa League because yeah, that I don't know if you're aware of this or not but we have actually played in Europe you yes because yeah. <laughs> we won the FA Cup oh yeah but, yeah. but that was one of the attacks when, we, when we had a corner the keeper grabbed the ball collected the ball without looking he just threw it to the corner of the 18 yard box where it was picked up and, and they were breaking us and they did it numerous times yeah. Yeah. very effective fortunately our keeper didn't catch the ball that night <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. split flopped on and an empty for a certain holiday in 2015 yeah. there, was, there was another not so much from the keeper but there was another side where that were down here that were picking the ball up on the edge of the 18 yard box and just they're only 18 and just Forward, forward, just thinking one direction only, and it, it, it's so effective when mm-hmm. when when everybody's doing it. It well, takes a bit of confidence. One thing that did come up was uh, Christian Walton. Yeah. Um, obviously, oh. his injury. Now I think it was initially said at ten weeks, but then when someone said three months, it was wasn't corrected. So, so that's twelve weeks, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, minimum. I know it's so only a two week difference, but it's. There could be four games in that period, what, you know. What, what sort of break is it? Is it just a clean break? He's, he's, had, yeah, he's had an operation, he's back down in Brighton. Is that the big one or the little one? Um, 
Yeah, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a pity we didn't win a, a four days later, isn't it? Anyway, so before we move on to discussing the, the game, I'd like to pass over to Adam Gareth and uh, have you got um, some stats from the match for us, please? Yes, so this is the, the battle of the Athletic of Charlton versus the Athletic of Wigan. Uh, possession, um, Charlton 44%, Latics 56%, attempts, Charlton managed 11 and Latics 24 Charlton just two shots on target, Latics with an impressive 12, four corners to Charlton and an impressive 10 corners to the Latics, 15 fouls committed by Charlton, 14 by the Latics. Depressing, yeah. Three, three yellows apiece, uh, no reds, yes. and the most impressive stat of the night was Charlton nil, Wigan Athletic 3, and my first ever victory at Charlton. Yeah, that was uh, an impressive read, that. Adam, yeah. thank you very much for that. Impressive compliment, thank you. Yeah, yeah. We could have been one up after 15 seconds, couldn't we? <clears throat> yeah, it was an impressive start. Mm. Mm. There was another early chance as well, wasn't there? Yeah, it was, it was quite an impressive performance from start to finish, really, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I was quite impressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. I, um, it's that bounce-back ability that we talked about before. You know, you've gone from Shrewsbury where it was a bit dire, a bit drab, to, hang on a minute, where was this a few days previous? And we've only made one change in Tony for Grigg. Mm. The problem with the Shrewsbury game is something that always catches us flat. Always, always, always. It was straight after the international break. Yeah, when the said we, he didn't want it. Yeah, when, yeah. I, when have we won a game after the international break? I can't remember any. That would be, I think we go back to this international break. It'd have been a lot different if we'd had, for example, McDonald's fit. I think because we could have had a similar caliber player to be able to come in and fill a role, but due to having midfielders you can't ne- maybe not necessarily be able to perform the way in which Evans and Morty have done because I think they were great last night mm. and I think that's why a decision has been taken they could have fit either been away with Wales though wouldn't they yeah but then you know I've had Evans back you know they've yeah. took both of them I think McDonald will suit the way for there because he's one of the he's been he's, he's been doing it top end championship he was doing a similar mm. role for Bournemouth when mm. they got promoted I think he's he might be a bit rusty when coming back from injury, but he's a good player. I think from last season, McDonald was consistently <coughs> impressive. Mm. We'd have been a lot worse if he hadn't have been playing. Yeah, we? exactly. Mm. He was one of the key parts of the team that kept us cool. active. Yeah. Uh, so, st- stopping on track with the Shouting game, uh, mm-hmm. Gavin Massey grabbed a couple of goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some people have been critical of him. I mean, I've not. I think he's, he's, I've been really impressed with his he's pace. had a few on <coughs> games. He's had games where he's really stood out and then he'd remember a bad game where he was yeah. quite I think he's a great sorry he's a great outlet for us though oh, yeah. you know that's that's the thing he's, right. he's, he's his second option is fantastic but grabbing two goals last night yeah well he should have had it, it was in that I did the, the yeah, yeah. chance wasn't it yeah I, I, the one game I've seen him play live he, he let's say he, he didn't impress me D- didn't seem to do a lot wrong just a bit of understanding with Nathan Byrne but was that the Oldham game? Not the Oldham no, Bury game. Bury game. Uh, yeah. So you're going back. You're going back a bit. Obviously, I was away for two weeks. Yeah. Dodging all the games. He's very good at MK Dons. I thought he. I thought he was quite good at Oldham as well. You know where 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 you get a little bit of pressure on you, and you, you can counter attack. He's, uh, he's 
got a good bit of pace about him. Very direct. Yeah. He linked up really well <coughs> last night for his second goal with Nathan Burns. It's a lovely it? goal, yeah. That, yeah. yeah. When, you, when you've got players like that, 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 you know, it, that provide that outlet that Wilshire used to do, it allows everybody else to get up behind them instead of all... You know, when you go back to last season when we were rubbish, <coughs> the first guy that got the outlet would look backwards, look behind him to see what support he's got, not look in front of him to see what he can open up. Mm. So, uh, uh, different game this season. Very much so. I mean, talking about last season to this season, you look at the attempts last night, 24 attempts in one game. We didn't have that many from, from uh, November. <laughs> well, we didn't, did we? You know, <laughs> decent I mean, on target as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, 12 efforts on target. I would say the keeper... Decent game, wasn't it? Probably man. Ben Amos was a good keeper, though. Yeah, yeah probably good the honestly, player. genuinely don't think we'd have had 24 from Christmas to the end of the season. Well, we w- oh. don't think we scored. We didn't have 24 goal. under Joyce. Did no, without no. no, any question. Oh, yeah. From Joyce when he joined to when he finished, I don't think we had 24 attempts on target. Oh, on goal. Yeah, but uh, it's a fantastic start. Right? Away from all, just shows we're creating chances today mm. and just break piercing teams through yeah. and just. You, 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 with that many attempts, you'd like to savage. Two savage. Or three a great setup. The, the system that we're playing with, with a, a lone striker, as people keep saying, I've seen this written down on message boards. We're playing with one on top, nothing's changed. But I mean, we've got one striker and three, three yeah. in support. So you you four. When, when it's on the left, the right attacking mid can come in and act as a second yeah. man in the box. <clears> Plus, you've got Powell behind him, who was also in the box, dragging men away. Grig and Powell took all the men away and he taps it in it's, it's a fluid system yeah and works. you've got your two full backs as well you do in um, effect you've got two s- goals last night yeah. were them were them overlapping weren't they James good ball wasn't it for brilliant goal. yeah you've got, you've got six. Goal, all three goals came from the full backs creating did it yeah, yeah. You, 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 it's six men going offensively yeah what you're saying is one striker with five backups yeah you know, with five men in support so <coughs> You know, you can hardly describe that as anything but attacking, can't you? Well, I mean, it's very attacking. One on one up front's defensive. Yeah. It's, it's not. It's defensive. It's then five Spain players. don't play with any strikers, do they? But then stop them attacking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, you have two sitting midfielders as well. It's not like you're leaving yourself exposed. Yeah. But even they were getting four last night. Oh, yeah. Last goal, everyone's in box, aren't they? Give me a goal, give me a goal. I think once you've got control of that midfield, they, they, they start to roam a bit, don't they? Mm-hmm. You know, they stay disciplined early on. I was, I thought it was absolutely brilliant throughout last night. Because also as well, what was, what was, what I saw in the game was the they kept giving the ball away. They, they were a passing team, but our pressing was very good as well. You know, it looked like they had that extra boost. You know, after after Saturday's disappointment. So they're giving us the ball back. Mm. The players, we do look fitter, don't we? We do look. Oh yeah. Sharper. Fit. Fitter, yeah. Just. I'm playing that system. Improves your fitness as well. So I know the training is designed to do that, but actually playing the system and the way we play is, is giving the the players the, the, their own fitness levels to grow. I think, right? I think Jacobs has looked the best I've seen him since he was at the club. I think last night there was a lot of Chelsea fans saying on Twitter he's by far the best player they've seen the like, to come up against in the league because he was just running it. They were saying he was just basically running the game. I would tell you what yeah, peak conditions. I, I would say he's the he was good last time in this division he obviously had a few injury problems at the start of the season when we signed him I thought potentially great <coughs> and I think now that's what we're actually we're actually seeing for him because he, he gets the ball and you always think now something's going to happen which maybe 
last season you didn't but I think he could I think he is someone who, who, will, who can step up that's a stick so are you looking forward to Saturday then? <laughs> Not really at the moment. Well, <laughs> but what you said about bounce back ability, we, we do always bounce back from bad defeat as well. Right. Over well, the last few years, we've every time we've had a couple of our results, we always bounce back. Yeah, we're so. going to come on to Bristol <laughs> Rovers now. Uh, well, I mean, we finished with Charlton. We, we, we finished Charlton, didn't we? We finished them. Uh, did them good and proper. Uh, last night, Bristol Rovers... <laughs> Own game. Yeah, a bit of a shocker, really. Um, older man won, had they, until last night, which is. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened with our two 0 down. We, we've we've had good spirit. I mean, on, we were behind against Warsaw um, on Saturday with ten men, but we won that. Um, but we can't keep the manager said we can't keep uh, going behind and trying to catch up because we, we're very creative. We're scoring a lot of goals, but we just the defence isn't good enough at the minute. Basically, yeah. uh, you've lost your keeper as well, haven't you? Well, we had we bought in we had a goalkeeper on loan from QPR called Joe Lumley last year. He was really good in the second half of last season, but he's back at QPR now. So we got two uh, new goalkeepers in the summer: um, Adam Smith from Northampton and Sam Slocum from Blackpool. Mm. Adam Smith got injured, then Slocum came in, and then um, but then Slocum got sent off on Saturday, so Smith was back in from injury last night. But I don't think he had a good game apparently. So, <coughs> mm. so. It's not ideal, is it? Uh, no, I, th- I think we've had a, a mixed bag. We've done one in the cup. We've got through to the playing wolves in the Carling, um, Carling Cup. What's it called now? Carabao. Carabao <laughs> Cup. Yeah. Um, we got so we've got through a couple of rounds of that. Beat Fulham in the last round, um, and we've won. Well, we've won our first checker trade trophy match, but I don't think that really counts, does it? No. Uh, <laughs> so um, we've had a bit. We've we've won six and lost four so far this season. Right. So lots of goals, but but both ends. So I, I, I really don't know what to expect from Saturday. Well, we'll come on to Saturday in a little bit because we'll, we'll do a preview of that <coughs> in, in, a, in the not-too-distant future. But first, before we do move on to that, we'll have size 90-second League One news yep. update. OK, so <coughs> um, plenty of games over the last couple of days. Um, my first bit of news starts with uh, Bristol Rovers, actually. Uh, Daryl Clark has said that some of his players uh, aren't dealing with the increased levels of expectation following mm. the 3-2 loss um, against Oldham last night, which um, was saying off air, two goal scorers last night, um, one's a current six-man and one's a former six-man of Craig Davison, Chuck Byrne with a, a pretty sweet uh, strike. So 35 yard, wasn't it? Yeah, so they're starting to come good, maybe. Uh, Portsmouth showed naivety following their 3-1 defeat to Northampton. According to Kenny Jackett, these aren't my opinions, these are those of um, Kenny Jackett. Um, Jimmy Floyd asked about the teams have got Northampton onto a bit of a, a roll down there, which, as we said, we'd rather have played them a couple of weeks ago. And when they were shite. Yeah, so it makes for an interesting game because... Um, it was more organised, yeah. we know that. Um, as he did with Burton when he mm-hmm. came here and, and beat us. And the final one is to do with Berry and Lee Clark has blamed his whole side for their 3-2 defeat against uh, Fleetwood last night. Even though Josh Loren... Yeah, even scored. though uh, form tick, well, Loren scored and Hawalia got two last night. So, uh, But they're playing against a uh, decent Fleetwood uh, outfit. Uh. That's my 92nd League One news. Excellent, thank you Simon. Right, uh, as uh, we've just been alluded to, we're moving on to the Bristol Rovers preview, who are in town on Saturday. Uh, the referee is Carl Boyson from East Yorkshire, all 
is from. He's done six <laughs> games. <laughs> six games this season. He's issued 19 yellows and three reds. So he's, uh, he, you know, he's flashing the cards a bit. Uh, we have Dunkley back. Has he refereed us before? He has he's done. Right. Not, not very often then, I guess. No, not, not for a while. The, I name, think the name doesn't ring a bell. The last time he refed us was uh, against Blackpool in 2015, no. down here. Uh, so it was two years ago, or 2040, I'm not sure. It was an August game. Uh, we've previously played the Gas 24 times. Uh, they have slightly the best of it. We've won nine, <laughs> they've won ten, and there's five draws. So yeah, it's, well. it's quite close. Uh, the last meeting, anybody know? Not for a while. 17th of February 2001. It was a league game here at the DW, it finished nil nil. And that's oh, yeah, we, we got relegated that season. Yeah, we drew nil nil down it. Uh, it would have been the memorial ground then, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, down at the memorial ground. Right, so, uh, what can we expect <coughs> on Saturday, Ed, from Bristol Rovers? Well, and can I ask you, why do you not sound like a pirate? Um, I don't know really. Um, Noir. I can put an accent on if you want. I thought Rovers. you were doing it, you know. Well, Bristol Rovers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So you said no, no, no. Um, well, I, I used to live in Bristol, I grew up in Bristol, but I moved when I was 18, so I kind of lost Max. And so, yeah. yeah, so I've been in Wigan for six years now, so uh, I like living up north. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as far as the football goes, um, honestly, I, I, this season I don't really know what to expect um, on Saturday. I'm kind of expecting us to Banks back from from Tuesday, so I'm kind of, I was thinking a draw would be a good result. So I'm, I'm maybe sort of two two something like that. But yeah. I, honestly, I just I just don't know because we've been very topsy turvy so far this season. Who should we be looking for? What, what's the best player? Is Billy Bowden, who we rejected offer for on transfer deadline day from an unnamed Championship club. Um, he's a sort of winger cuts in from the from the left, um, and he's he's got a bloody good shot on him. Very tricky with his feet. Um, and he scored about I think is it about 18 goals in the last 30 games over the last he started very slowly last season um, but then by Christmas from Christmas time up to now he's, he's basically our top scorer mm-hmm. even though he's not a striker so he's, he wants to look out for um, the manager likes to rotate a lot so I don't know and we've got a few injuries so I don't know who we don't really t- tend to put out the same 11 two games in a row so I don't know who's going to tick them up yeah a little yeah. bit but it tends to work because he kind of keeps everyone on their toes yeah. and the, the team spirit's very good so. he's done a really good job hasn't he uh, brilliant got job from absolutely brilliant we were, to be honest when, when we got relegated we've been rubbish for years when, when he, took, he took over just before we got relegated he kind of it wasn't really his fault because the, the, the mess we were in we had loads of players who were overpaid and rubbish basically and we've been struggling for about three or four years um, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the club was badly run badly organised and when we there was actually a feature on the Bristol Post um, uh, website saying about how three years ago to the day we lost 2-0 at Braintree in the conference and we were about 13th place in the conference and we, everyone thought it was like, we can't get any worse than this. I think we won on five on the next five games after that. So we were right, it couldn't get any worse. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of, we hit rock bottom basically, but we yeah. had to hit rock bottom to, to build back up. But where we are now, I, I can't believe really. Although, funnily enough, when I first followed Rovers when I was about 12, we were about mid-table in the old third division, so we've, <laughs> all this time, back about 20 years later, exactly where, where we started, so this is our kind of normal position, really, this, you know, this division. But they've been in Division 2 or the Championship as it is. Yeah, a few times, yeah, never got to the top division, but um, traditionally this is our kind of yeah. where we, but I, I think this year, I think, I think because we've done so well over the last, like the manager said, I think, and there's still quite a lot of the squad were in the conference, so he's done brilliantly well to get them where they are now, but 
quite a few of them are probably reaching as far as they can go. I would have, I would have thought. Right. Just a just a question for uh, Lassix fans who probably won't know this. Why Bristol Rovers and why Bristol City? Is there a part of the city that you're yeah, born in that? Pretty much, yeah. The, the south of the city is like tends to be City fans, and the north is Rovers fans, really. Um, city are the I don't want to say, but the, the bigger club. They've got the bigger you know fan base and the bigger stadium, and the, well, not really much better history, but um, they have been in the top division. Um, but um, yeah, it's just it's a big city, and there's enough room for two clubs, really. So. But the right is pretty strong, but we haven't played them much recently. So. And you're back in the city now, aren't you? After spending time in Bath. Yes, yeah. I, when I first used to go, um, I used to go to, to Bath, um, and then yeah, we 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 were renting off the rugby ground, but then we they went bust, so we bought the ground off them, mm-hmm. um, and now they they play at the same at the city's ground, so um, we've got the ground to ourselves. Lovely. But we've we've we're planning to redevelop it now because we had a, yet another stadium plan fall through. We were going the university. Yeah, it was going to be with the university because we got bought out by the Jordanians um, last year. Yeah. Jordanian FA guy, while Al Qadi. Pardon? I know. While I think it's Al Qadi. Sorry, I should say. Oh, Al Qadi. And um, yeah, so since the, they, they've done a lot of investment, but they want to sort of their their, their motto is uh, evolution, not. Revolution, sort of. Well, do, things, do things slowly rather it, than. It isn't so bad. So, so they're buying a training ground. Yeah, and to be honest, I'm, I'm happy to redevelop the, the Memorial Stadium because it's, it's, we've been there 20 years. It's, it's quite atmospheric. Oh, yeah, it's so. home, rather than just building yeah. some, you know, a bowl in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I think the, the, the thing with slow redevelopment like that, where you, you trickle money in, rather than you know, doing a city where you, you suddenly you've got loads of money and you go out trying to chase caca on the deadline day and then you go spending it left right and centre it's, it, it still feels like it's your club yeah, you know when somebody yeah. comes in and yeah. just throws money away it doesn't feel like your club anymore no. well that's it because I, I remember I, I, someone I knew was a Man City fan like they'd just been taken over and he was like oh he's really excited but I, I can't help feeling if that had happened to Rovers you'd just be like yeah part of you's excited but part of you's like it's all false really yeah. it's not the same whereas you know I, I still feel like I support like a normal football team not like you know Someone just goes out and buys and spends. I mean, it's just gone ridiculous this summer. Yeah, the franchises. I mean, supporters uh, follow franchises anyway, don't they? Whoever yeah. wins the league, yeah, there's people who are fan of that club for that season, and it, it's not right. Yeah, I, I notice the the obviously I've I've been fairly regularly going up going abroad to Florida in um, sort of late August. And paying attention to the which clubs have got shirts kicking about, and it was predominantly Chelsea this time round. And you're like, yeah, yeah okay. what is that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, wonder where they've all sprung yeah. up from. Mm. There was there was one guy with a, a Wolves 1974. Oh. We made the cup final type shirt on. Yeah, yeah, 1974. Yeah, League Cup final, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and I, I did see a guy with a a Latix FA Cup shirt on in 2013. After we, obviously, I had to. Uh, Sort of stop and have a chat. Excellent. Right, okay, so let's get around the table and we'll do the tick predicts as well. Uh, we'll come to Simon for the latest updates on the uh, uh, standings at the moment. And we'll start off with. Uh, did you, Ed, Ed, first of all, did you give us a, a prediction? Yes, I didn't, but I'd say 2 2. 2 apiece. Now, this 16 Ed. to 1 that. Is uh, it's ticks predicts, and you can you can enter on Twitter. You've already entered. 
or Instagram or Facebook or whatever with the hashtag TixPredicts and uh, we, we pick a listener at random, don't we? We do. And if your score wins, uh, you get um, a prize. <laughs> no, Adam won the first Special week. guest prize, yeah. is it? Yeah, and he's, we've never let him go since. <laughs> so he's been with us uh, ever since then. So you're going for 2-2? Two, two. Yeah. yeah. Right, Paul. I think we are... We're champions in waiting for me. Um, I'm going to go with 4-1. 4 one. There'll be a lot of this. It's right? hard enough, isn't it, when there's a fan there yeah. on the other side of the turf within kicking distance. <laughs> Adam? Uh, I definitely think they'll score, because I, I, I watched um, them play away at Bradford on Sky, and you could always tell they were going to get a goal. It was quite a good goal. We should probably should have seen yeah, Nichols yeah. curled one in and it hit the bar and it's good. But they're very good attacking, like I said. I have a feeling that Borden's going to score just because he said it. Um, I feel like it might be a, a one where we go behind and we might have to sort of learn how to deal with games where we go behind. But I think I've got 3 1. I feel like it'll be a second half performance after the Nick Powell show. Yeah. To me and I, and then we'll write them next week. Well, I don't think we're going to concede, because we've only conceded three goals all season. Uh, and we're in super form defensively. Uh, and I think it'll be another clean sheet. <laughs> I mean, well, talking of what, well, we've talked about Warren Joyce. Warren Joyce's principle was build your results on, on clean sheets. But unfortunately, it never worked for us because we never kept <laughs> But I do see that. I do see being strong. And I, I think with Morse, Morse and Evans and um, Byrne and Dunkley, because I think Dunkley will be straight back in. I'm with you on that. I think that's a solid foundation in, in this division uh, for us. And I can't see us conceding many throughout the season. And I think Saturday will be a, will, will, will be a nil. So it's just a, a case, can we score? And if we can score, how many? And I think the way we're getting forward, um, and I know it's already talked about the goalkeepers having injury and, and the defensive, and you've had some centre-half issues as well. Well, we, we had the, the international call-ups like yeah. did, I think, and then we, we keep, you keep swapping around the full-backs, I don't really know why, but... Um, right, and that's another thing, you'll be chopping the cheese. So I'm going to go, I think this is going to be... I'm oh, sorry, I think this is going to be our season's biggest score. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to win 5 0. No way. We lost 5 0. I remember when Rowe was beat Wigan 5 0. Oh, yeah, well, I, I, I remember. I also remember, uh, <laughs> so before we do move on, I remember us playing uh, Bristol Rovers down here. And uh, on a Tuesday night with my mate Brian. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember listening to that on the radio. And we like we had three men sent off. You what did four. No, you, you finished up with. Uh, they had seven. Seven men. We had, yeah. Ten, yeah. we had ten. We had Graham Jones sent off for head busting somebody. Yeah. <laughs> well, three nil it was. Lynch was it Lynch? Kenny Lynch was Kenny Lynch. Yeah. Well, yeah. Kevin Lynch. Kevin Lynch. Kenny Lynch was an entertainer. Wasn't <laughs> it? Oh, that referee was a bit of an entertainer. Wasn't it really bad rain or something? Like, it was an old one. Just like every tackle was like. My mate Brian, who sadly died now, a lot of people know him, Brian, uh, he lived in Poland, and I said I'd give him a lift home. We went to my car and he had a flat tyre. Oh. So I thought, get him, I'll, I'll change the tyre over, I've got the spur out, and that was flat as well. <laughs> so I said, if you get in, I said, we'll drive to a petrol station, I'll pump it up. So we drove looking for a petrol station with a working tyre gauge 
and uh, the closest one I found was at Oral, which is, is quite a way off. <laughs> Near enough uh, there. Yeah, and... Uh, you tie shredded by them? No, funny enough, uh, it weren't. It was a, it was a very strange night, a very strange night. Mm. But, yeah, uh, that was a good game. 3-0, was it? Then? It <laughs> was 3-0, but we only scored later. Yeah. We, we did struggle, yeah. we did struggle. And Bristol Rovers was trying to get that extra man sent off, because the they wanted the game that's abandoned, the game. And, yeah. and that's why we're going to get we're going to teach a lesson on Saturday. We're going to beat your five 0 just because of that. Adam. Well, I was there that day when we lost five 0 so and John Dean was the manager, and it was absolutely terrible. So I, and I think we also lost six one there if we won. I think yeah, yeah, it's not a happy hunting ground, is it? No. I don't know for us. So I feel that all over these years, it's been, I think there was about. That was in the 90s, but it's been mm. building up, hasn't it, for a, a revenge attack, I think. Well, we've not played them for 16 years. Yeah. Over 16 and a half Building years. up, hasn't it? So, I do you think that Bristol Rovers will score, though? Definitely think they'll get one goal, but I think we might get six. It's <laughs> 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 getting worse, it goes back to table. Six more. I'm giving you a goal, though. Yeah, so to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mine seems quite modest. Right. Are you giving us the, uh, your odds first? Before yeah. The so the Latics are evens, the draw 3 to 1, Bristol Rovers are 3 to 1. First goal scorers, Grigg at 9 to 2, Powell 5 to 1, Ivan Tony, Skinny, Wilfred Boney 11 to 2, Billy Bowden 7 to 1, Ellis Harrison, not heard him mention, but he's 9 to 1 apparently, and Gavin Mass is at 15 to 2 oh, after his oh, brace. Oh, oh, oh. Um, 1 0 ticks is 15 to 2, as is 2 1. 2 0 Wigan 9 to 1, 9 to 1, 3 1 14 to 1, and 3 0 16 to 1. The draws 1 all 13 to 2, 0 0 13 to 1, and Desmond is 16 to 1. Uh, Bristol 1 0 13 to 1, 2 1 14 to 1, and 2 0 25 to 1. Odds are correct at time of recording, terms and conditions apply. Please see website for details. When the fun stops, stop. <laughs> What's your. Yeah. I'm, I'm going for a 3-0 Wigan win. Oh, modest. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I think mine's the most modest yeah. one, isn't it? You're welcome, you're welcome. He'll be back in next week if they get... <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Let's yeah. review the match. Yeah. He'll be back no. in, he'll be back in. I have got some further odds just to carry on in this section, if you don't mind. No, no, carry on. <laughs> um, we're 11-4 to to win the title. Blackburn are second favourites are three to one. The posh twelve to one. So are we favourites now? We are. It's just based off names, though, isn't it? Portsmouth and three yeah. to one. That's just whatever it is. That's, that's um, and Charlton are twelves. So they dropped down in the betting. Uh, Bristol to get promoted. He ten to one. Mm, to get relegated, you twelve to one. Yeah. <laughs> Mid table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, some sort of what you were you were saying. Excellent stuff. Uh, it's one of our funniest. Uh, and most, well, most enjoyable previews we've done that, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. So, thanks for that, Ed. Paul? Well, well, just one um, one thing before I finish, if you're ready to wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Lesky, obviously, former tech, has revealed some of his family have been missing since Hurricane Irma struck the Caribbean. So, obviously, like, thoughts and wishes, Emil and family. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I just read it on here, so I thought it's worth being a bit nice, isn't it? Yeah. Just to keep up with our ticket predicts, we have got a game Tuesday. I think uh, yeah, we you are. didn't want to go into that, did you? Well, uh, have we got time? Yeah, we've got a slight bit of time. Well, should we just do some predictions? Because obviously. Yeah, so we've got an off-hand turning tone. 
Right. Hey, on uh, on Tuesday night, uh, new manager for him, Jim Cloyd. Uh, he's uh, undefeated, isn't he? As uh, time of recording, so he's done quite well. Uh, yes, yeah, got a good win against um, them. who won the league in July. Yeah, Portsmouth. Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah, looking forward to this game again. So it could be a, a two. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, I, um, I think uh, two nil. Two nil. Two nil. Adam. This will be this will be quite tight, I think. Hasselbank. That's why I said two 0 One 0 one nil Attics. Even mm. tighter than that. I'm expecting to score all your goals on Saturday, aren't you? Yeah, well I'm going for four one, we're not Tuesday night. <laughs> Under the full lights. Yeah. It's magical, isn't it? Yeah. I think we'll show our bounce back ability again when we lose one nil on Saturday. Then <laughs> <laughs> we'll get our biggest win of the season, five nil. Uh, Coppers. Paul? <clears throat> I'm going to be cagey. You see, I, I think the way to win this ticks prediction is not to get carried away. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say one apiece, and I might, I might have my results the wrong way around there, but you know, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> so I'll go, I'll go with one apiece. Right, and Ed, uh, would you like to <laughs> give a prediction for this game? We can have to get some off and turn. It depends what you do on Saturday, but winning two home games in a row is not so easy. I don't think in this division. So once you've lost to Rovers, you'll bounce back and uh, or drawn. No, I think maybe two 0 to Wigan. I think same as me. Yeah. Great minds. Yeah. Uh, is uh, everybody happy with that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll reconvene next week with a yeah. sitting proudly top of the table. The same one. We're sitting with the Bristol Rovers pack. We've not mentioned some of our greatest players, have we? Like Ellington. Well, Nathan Ellington, yeah. Nathan Ellington. Yeah. Jason oh, Roberts, yeah. 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 yeah, our fine history of uh, strikers. Yeah. Uh, anyone else? Built that one on it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, they were like, still two, two, yeah. two great. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie Tewson. Yeah. Marcus Stewart. Neither of them. I played don't for us. mention Marcus Stewart. Sunderland here, 2004. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now our assistant manager. Is it? Yeah. yeah. He, was players, yeah. he was a great player though. Slap him when you see him. He went to Huddersfield, didn't he? Left. Uh, yeah, we, we looked sold him for 1.2 million. Yeah, to Huddersfield. Um, Huddersfield into Ipswich and then. Yeah. I think he ended up playing for City for a few games. I don't know what, he, don't know what he was thinking. Yeah, about he scored here, didn't he? I mean, I know we finished seven points behind him that season, but still. We were the best team in the league that year. Ball went out to play. It did. He was a fuss over the line, wasn't it? But it's not his fault, it's the Lino, isn't it? It is. The Lino. And Ricky Lambert had a great strike, I just thought I'd throw that in, just in case he is the person that you're looking at. I don't know. Yeah. Is he that for Rovers? Ricky Lambert? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was a legend for Rovers. Was yeah. it? Played for us for three of years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. Some good, some great strikers, haven't they? Oh, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know, it's just one of those things we've always had. We could do with one, actually, couldn't we? Yeah. Another one here you know, to have in our ranks, another great striker. Yeah. That's the thing, I think I think we will probably score on the weekend. Arthur Scarnham, he was a great striker. <laughs> <laughs> right, on that note, uh, this is a night from me. Good night from us. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Fuck the ticks. Mm. Up the gas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <that's> <laughs>